everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 565. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, the geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And how is everybody doing tonight? Pretty damn bad, honestly. Yeah. I'm really fucking tired. Yeah. We're, we're, we're running things on, on tin can, shoestring, and old gum. Can't even afford duct tape at this point, it sounds like. Yeah, because even the dollar store doesn't have duct tape anymore. Cheap. Bastards. I know. Uh, no wild spice tonight. Um, she's dealing with um, a death in the family. She will be back next month joining us, and she will probably give us updates on that if she chooses to. If not, uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, tonight is is, is an interesting night. Um, Ari is still sick. Uh, we just upgraded Mako-chan's um, rig with a new microphone and cable, and yeah. And we got the neighbors upstairs screaming and yelling. And like I said, they got a new television set. What are they screaming about? Well, think about it. They're the kid. It's four kids upstairs, ranging the age of six to twelve, fighting over what people want to watch and/or play on it. Oh no, that's Saturdays. Oh, that's Saturdays. It's just them just running ragged and chaotic. And and I'm looking at Mako-chan's screen, and I and I got questions, but but I'm 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 gonna save that for later. So, anywho, now that we've already quickly derailed tonight's show, <laughs> and sorry, my background is distracting. Yeah, it kind of is, but it's okay. It's what you do. We are live tonight, week of October 26, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. We're here live Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern. You can always find us here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com. And they kick things off on Sunday nights on Twitch TV at Twitch TV slash vognetwork. 8 p.m. is the Bobby Blackwell Show, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And come hang out in our Discord at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every chan- every show that's part of Wasted Geeks Network has their own channel, so come through, hang out, and have a good time. You know? And that's what we do. So now that we more or less got the band back together and we're kinding and we're trying to figure stuff out. Um Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Ari, did we lose you? Oh, sorry. I was coughing yeah. and you know trying to do a bunch of different uh, stuff. No, no, no worry. Um, yeah, I actually had um a stream uh, Streamlabs minimized because I was checking uh, the recording, so I had no idea. So but, sorry about that. No, you good. You good. You good. If I Anyhow, saw, then I would have figured it out. But I do like the background. Oh yeah, I'll get into this too. That 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 comes later. <laughs> uh, well, uh, today I got paid, Ka-ching. and I managed to uh you know, spend most of it on getting rid of the bills. Mm. <clears throat> but, uh, I did end up, Ooh, thanks for the subscription. Wow. Elements. 
That's awesome. Um, if you if, for those of you who are listening to the show, as Ari is telling us about his weekend day, we had an anonymous gifter gift out five subscriptions to our to our to our channel Anime Jam Session, and to that anonymous gifter, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, where was I? I was mm-hmm. talking about yeah, I got paid, and uh, this past Thursday was it? Well, Wednesday actually was it Wednesday? Yeah, I got I got tested on the nineteenth, mm-hmm. and on the twentieth, the results came back, and I tested positive for COVID. Mm. Great. After two and a half years, good God, that's weird to say out loud. Mm. Anyway. I've, after two and a half years of doing everything they tell you to do to stop the spread of the disease and to, and actually getting it, you know, the immunizations for it and everything, I still wound up getting it. Mm. It's not as bad as it's been. I am still coughing up weird stuff, and uh, you know, I, it's maybe feeling a little nauseous, but uh, that's about it. it. It's still not fun though. I believe th- it. Th- thankfully, though, I am on you know COVID protocol at work, and they have all the paperwork I got. So they're more than like, they know that uh, I'm not trying to you know cheat getting out of work. This is just right. uh, you know very unfortunate run on my end. Yeah, and I, I want to say something real quick. Now, there are some people, you know. Like me, where if I'm sick, if I can get up in the morning, I'm going to go to work. That's how it is. And it's not because I've run out of sick days or anything like that. No, I thoroughly enjoy my job. So, I mean, thoroughly to the point where when I request time off, I kind of worry if I'm in, if I am bothering somebody else, you know, mess up the schedules or something like that. What's the word I'm looking for? Not inconceivable, inconveniencing somebody else. So that's it's not your fault yeah. if your if, if your employers didn't schedule enough people to cover for people's See, absences and but, whatnot. But the thing is, even with that, there's still plenty enough people to cover the phones and the tickets. Like we have a one of our t- analysts is out for two weeks for um, a wedding overseas, and I'm taking time off Friday. So it's like. Even being, even leaving like to work two hours early, I'm just like, uh, you know, I just don't want to overwhelm the rest of the team, you know. So, please continue. Yeah. Well, any anyhow, um, Thursday I will have a co- a conference call with the medical department again, mm-hmm. and they'll just like I'll tell them how I'm feeling and you know what's going to happen after that, and hopefully I can get back to work as soon as possible. Mostly because you actually you actually start to feel the uh, mileage, like I've said. Mm-hmm. Also, I wanted to talk about this this background here. Right. <laughs> well, uh, good time to be a Philly sports fan in this yeah. area. Phillies, like after people complained about you know the extended postseason format bringing in you know garbage teams, mm-hmm. a number six what. Number six seeded wild card went all the way to the World Series. How are those uh, hundred plus season, like hundred plus win seasons working out for you? Atlanta, New York, well, uh, Queens, I should say. Well, well, I, 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 let, let me just say this. 
I haven't heard much trash talking from the from from the Yankee haters out there, and I don't care, because here's <laughs> the thing: when the Mets when they announced the Mets were going to the playoffs, everybody knew they would get eliminated in the first round. So even though they were they got they were eliminated, even though the Yankees are out, people are still laughing about the fact that the Mets made it and were gone in the first round. It's called lol Mets for a reason. It's like what Peggy Bundy said on the episode of Married with Children. Hey, Al, isn't there a baseball team that's just like the Harlem Globetrotters? Yes, they're called the New York Mets. Oof. Please continue. Anyway, between Phillies making a World Series, Eagles still going undefeated, mm-hmm. and the like, the relatively good starts that the 76ers and Flyers have been off to, and the fact that the Union is playing for its first uh, conference championship. At Major think. League Soccer, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all five sports are uh, going off like gangbusters in this city. And uh, this was one of the warnings that people had put, that uh, some streets had put up. No con- like, no context, no kind of, like, things like, <laughs> there's, like there's flooding, there's, you know, domestic terrorism. It's just, no, stay out of Philly. Just stay the fuck out. And if, and oh yeah, that footage of people climbing up telephone and light, telephone traffic and light poles, this like that's real. And oh, they did yeah. try to grease up those lights, like those poles, to keep people off them. I saw a meme about that. It was, I think it's like if you if you have to grease your poles to keep your fans, you don't deserve to go to the World Series. Oh fuck those people! <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, also the, uh, ironically enough, the Eagles are actually playing the, the Houston Texans in Houston during the World Series. So, uh, <laughs> two for one special. Let's just, like, we're hoping that it, that just causes a positive feedback loop where the two teams just build off one another. Like, we're, like ideally, we'll be, ideally, like, they'll be going back to a Citizens Bank with a, 2-0 win after the Eagles just absolutely dropped a 50-burger on Houston. Eh, fine by me. I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? And welcome back. Uh, yeah, so my weekend day. Um, My weekend sucked. Sorry to hear that. Mm. So I was supposed to have my Halloween party on Saturday. I... Get ready, cleaning the house, go out to get last minute stuff, and while I'm out, I get a text message. Hey, do you have water? You mean do I have water? Well, um, we just got an email that the uh, village that I live in, there was a water main break, and they had to shut the water off. Mm. row. Yeah, so I get home. I have no water. And uh, there's a good chance that I won't have water until, you know, 7 o'clock. Tomorrow morning? No. No, this was Saturday. Mm. Oh. So my party started at 6 p.m. And the water could take up until 7 p.m. to back on. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to try and reschedule because I'm not having people come over and they can't, you know, walk hands or 
bathroom or like that. Makes sense. So while I was out, I am walking in the parking lot behind a car. Trunk is completely open. So I figure, oh, they must be waiting for something to load into it. Get behind the car, and then the car starts backing up into me. What? What? Yeah. yeah. Um, it seems that the guy that was driving the car didn't realize that his trunk was still open. So he couldn't see me while he was backing up because he couldn't see shit while he was backing up. Oh, Jesus. How old was the car? I don't know how but you know where I live. I live near the retirement villages. So, Sunday, after all of this, you know, after all the stress, I'm like, okay. I slept in late. I didn't get up until 12. It was amazing. About 2 o'clock, I'm still curled up in bed because it's Sunday and I have nothing to do. Mm -hmm. When I smell smoke, I look over, I see smoke, my bird protector is smoking. And as I'm going to pull the plug, uh, it starts sparking. Oh, God. So here's me, thankful that I'm at home and in bed, because if I wasn't, there's a very good chance that I wouldn't have a home and a bed. So, yeah, my weekend has sucked. Wow. Marco, just, you, just, you just need to realize one thing. Somehow, last week, you just rolled a one. As I posted, if I didn't have bad luck, I would not have luck at all. Hmm. I figured that's what that was about. So, yeah. I mean, other than that, things have been good. Um, now I'm getting ready for... And I have no idea if I want to cosplay or not. I haven't decided. I'm bringing... Um... Like, maybe two costumes and that's it. And that's if I feel like it, you know. You, you know me. My thought is, I have work on Friday, so I'm not going until I'm done with it. Then you... we're leaving early on Sunday, so there's no point in me dressing up Friday or Sunday. So then that just leaves Saturday. And truthfully, I just want to people watch and play Yeah. So that is what I plan on doing. And whether or not I decide to dress up for it, I'll figure that out as I'm packing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very well then. Hold on for a second here. Alright. Let me put this here. I can still hear those kids. Hey, you want to know something? When I go back and I do the post-edit, I don't hear them at all because it's it's that low. So I'm just like, thank God. You're able to mix them out a lot better, I guess. I just don't. It's just not picked up. I mean, normally, this is a normal thing. Sometimes, the thing is because it's quote-unquote Indian summer, all of my windows are open just so I can get a decent breeze in here, which is not much. And it's like 60, it's like 62 degrees out. Feels like 74, 70, 71, you know? So, anywho. Yeah, well, yeah. 
I wonder if anybody else. Now I know this is a outlandish question. I'm like, I wonder if anybody else who's participating can hear the kids screaming besides us. You know, and if you do, I am sorry. So, my weekend day was pretty interesting to say the least. Number one on Tuesday, last Tuesday, I met George Takei. So to summarize, at my job they kind they kind of figured out that um that I'm pretty good with like technical equipment for podcasting. So I was emailed asking to help do a podcast. So I was like, yeah, sure, just tell me this is what you need, and we set it up. After all that, they tell me who it is. And I'm just like, okay. And I'm just sitting on it because I didn't want to tell the whole world, you know, because even if I did tell the whole world who I'm going to meet, I didn't just want it to, to blow up in my face. So I met George Decay and his husband, Brad, and they're wonderful people. I wish I had gotten a picture of all three of us, but, you know, but I told him it was an honor to meet him and. And I told him, you know, and I told him the quick story about how I was at the Japan Day Parade and he was the Grand Marshal. And as he was as he was being driven by in the um, convertible, I did the Vulcan Live Long and Prosper. And I said, if you remember, you did this to somebody else, you know, while you're on the parade route. That was me. And I showed him the video. Him and Brad were tickled pink by it. So I thought that was really cool. And then this past weekend, I was at an adult convention called Exotica. Now, I'm I not, heard about that one. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into I that. I wanted to go, but I was a six. Yeah. It, it, what was cool was they actually did on-site COVID testing as well for free. And if you have showed proof of your vaccination, you would get. They would have given you like a wristband just for that. Now, before we continue. I just want you to know the location of the convent of Exotica is the New Jersey Convention and Expo Center in Edison, New Jersey. For some of you, it may sound familiar. As of now, this is the new home of Anime Next. And I had mentioned that it's about a 15 to 20 minute walk from the convention center to the closest hotel. I was off. It's more like it's a closer to about 25, 30 minutes. And that's the closest hotel. And the thing is, the walk over there is not easy. And I think because of how I plan, how I normally do conventions, I'm probably going to skip it until they can get to a better, a better spot. Because outside of that, the second closest hotel is an extended stay America, which is across the street, and that's an additional twenty minutes. You will the way the hotels are out there, if they have a shuttle, that shuttle will be be cr crisscrossing uh the Garden State Parkway. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. It's going to be crisscrossing that. So it's 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 not gonna be easy. I'm gonna tell you this right now. If you're going to go to Anime Next bring your cosplays and put them in your trunks. Because I don't think they're going to have changing booths at the convention, at the Expo Center, outside of a bathroom. And the bathrooms are very small. I may have to give this convention three years tops. It's 
wow. And, and that's all I can really say about it. It's just wow. So, outside of my that, that's how my weekend day was. Now, let's go ahead and get um, further into things. Um, we do have some housekeeping notes here. And don't forget, every uh, episode of Anime Jam Session is available on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session. Click on uh, playlists and you'll see podcast VODs. And from there, you'll see the most recent episode. Episodes go up 12 noon Thursday, uh, Eastern on Thursday afternoons. If it's not up by then, I probably forgot. And it'll be up later that evening or the next day. My apologies. And we have our list of upcoming conventions, which are basically two. Uh, this weekend, it's DerpyCon, October 20th to 30th, East Brunswick, New Jersey. And Anime NYC, November 18th to the 20th, Jacob K. Javits Center, New York City. All right, I may have to close this window because these kids are being really, really loud. So, See? Yeah, but the thing is, it's not picked up. But thank God for that when I go when I check the uh, the recording. So, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get into our uh, Geek Roundtable. This is the part of the show where we talk more about our geek gear aspects of our week. And we kind of discuss it. So, Ari, while you take care of that, I'm going to temporarily close up my mic. I mean, not my mic, my webcam. Close the window and grab something. So, I will be all right back. Okay then, uh, I don't. Ha- I'm running out of geek swag to uh, talk about. But what I ha- am able to, to uh, bring up is, I posted a link in our chat to a uh, Big Bucks Entertainment. You know, they do ga- anime convention, game shows, and whatnot. And uh, their newest post, which about an hour ago, as of this recording, is. A nice little preview clip of what happened at another anime, another anime convention. Uh, the, it's only about ten seconds long. It doesn't spoil anything specifically, but there is a nice moment where you can see my, you see and hear my soul getting ripped out of my body. <laughs> and uh, you know, the host after told me that. That game was incredibly intense. I, I talked about it last week, but mm-hmm. also I earlier today I did beat Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Nice, congratulations! Mm-hmm. And uh, now it just going to you know go through some of the post game stuff and just bide my time until Scarlet and Violet come out. Okay, fair. Now, what is this? This this thing where like this it's like this shiny thing that people do in the game. It's not shiny. It's something. It's another word or phrase that they use. Shiny hunting. Not shiny hunting. It's something different in the Pokemon games. I I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about. They look for like it's a certain style or certain characteristic that you avoid or something like that. I don't remember. Are you talking about Nuzlocking? Yes, Nuzlocking, yes. Oh, yeah, that's this, uh, that's a self-imposed challenge slash challenge community where they do... Oh, the basic thing is, uh, like, the most basic rules are you catch the first Pokemon, whatever route or section you come, come into, and that's it. And if a Pokemon gets knocked out, it is treated as dead, mm-hmm. meaning you have to, you know, put it back in your PC system and release it. Mm-hmm. There's... All sorts of other variants of rules for it, but 
I've never gone for that. Well, maybe have give that a try. Have to name the Pokemon so that you become attached to it. Can't just be left as the Pokemon. Oh yeah, that's the other rule. And because of only being able to catch the first Pokemon in each route that you find, that's all you get. So you have it's very much it brings in a lot of strategy. Uh, have those Pokemon gyms, mm-hmm. at, and so you could end up with say a lot of water Pokemon, and end up meeting up with trainer or that has not electric type. Mm-hmm. All your Pokemon, and you have to reset the game. And there's also other limitations, like how many times you can use a Pokemon Center, how many times you can use items, and when. Yeah, I watch a couple of hardcore Nuzlockers, um, just because I find it really interesting. And most of their dream is them trying to figure out the best team for the next opponent coming up and they can spend hours trying to put a team together of the Pokemon mm. depending on how difficult they make it so like the uh, one I watch he is not allowed to items can have the Pokemon hold items like berries and stuff even then you know that's all that they're allowed to do. Yeah, so it, it makes watching somebody play the game a fun. What was that last part? I'm sorry I didn't hear that. I said it makes it a lot more interesting to watch people play the game. Okay. On. It is, but I don't I may have to sit down and watch this because I'm just like, I don't know. I th- I just think it's more like my um my attention span. Pardon me. What the heck was that? That was me stifling a belch and my phone going off in the background. Fair enough. Sorry. You good? You're you good. All right, Michael John, Ex- explain this one. <laughs> Explaining it's it's. My, it's the last show before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I'm showing off my favorite spooky. Mimikyu. Yeah, That's but there's also... But to, say what? Is that not what you're talking about? Is not, the cute Pokemon right there? Well, not just that. Um, Behind the Mimikyu Pokemon, which is right next to a shot glass... Is your backdrop of ninja weapons. <laughs> Technically a backdrop. That is the wall on the other side of the door. Um, we ended up hanging uh, pointy objects that I was like, that I inherited. Um, so behind me are the and the Chuck and the throwing stars. And then the more European of that type. Okay. And they'll have the machete. 
Oh, good God. What? I inherited a bunch of sharp pointy objects. <laughs> and of my mother, who mother inherited, he collected a lot of this stuff. Um, and he ended up COVID. So while she was basically house, my mother decided that she was going to help her and came across sharp pointy objects. And when she said, hey, do you know anybody that would like them? Uh, yes, please and thank you. I'm just, uh, maybe it's just me. It's just a little bit more troublesome of how nonchalantly you just said all of that. Like it was no big deal. It's, <laughs> it's not, I, I have very um, differing taste on what I collect. Basically everything. <laughs> Differing taste. One of the things that I happen to collect are sharp pointy objects. I know that's just me. And and when you run out of room on the actual stand that you have, then you just find places to put them so that they're on display. And so that when the zombie apocalypse comes, you're ready. Oh, good God. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. It always comes back to the apocalypse, doesn't it? Hey. If it happens, I'm ready. All of this is live steel. Okay, then. Somebody's been watching one too many episodes of The Walking Dead. I don't like The Walking Dead. And that's the scary part. I don't fan of The Walking Dead because they never explain how it happened. That's what fear of The Walking Dead is supposed to do. No. No? That brought you, for, like, that explains, you know, how everybody started to know about it, but nothing has ever explained how it happened or why. That's actually coming in. Hmm. Just remember, you you go for the head if you're trying to kill, or you go for the leg if they're trying to escape. If you're trying to escape, I mean. Okay, fair. Um, actually, you want to probably try and go for stomach, and if you can, up into the heart, because unless you're very very powerful, it's very difficult to cut through. Yeah, but a zombie can't chase you when it's only got one leg. He's got a valid point on that. But you still have to cut through bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that. The difficult part is, unless you know exactly how you're doing, how you're actually doing it, it's very difficult. And that's how you end up with the sword stuck in the bone, and then you're right there then, them being able. Hey, uh, Marco, can you check the microphone settings in Skype real quick? That's all. And make sure it's like that's cranked all the way up. I know it probably is, but it's, well, it's yeah. just my mind, you know, is telling me otherwise. It's cranked all the way up. 
All right. Tomorrow, I'm going. We're, I'm gonna. I'm gonna remote in, and we're gonna double check the settings because if that if the settings are the way they're supposed to be with that, then we know that it, that audio interface is a piece of crap, and then I will have to replace it, and then we could probably send the new microphone back or whatever. Actually, do you think you could switch out mics real quick? Give me a second because I think it's Skype. Oh, okay. All right. Because last time this happened, Skype was picking up your voice from the uh, webcam and not the microphone. Yeah, no, it's picking up from the microphone, but like as I talk, the sensor isn't moving. Jesus. I wonder if it's the interface then. Oh, we will figure it out one way or another. So, anywho. I'm back on my figurines bullshit once again. Then again, I don't think I've ever left it. During the pan <laughs> yeah, during the pandemic, um I've been ordering stuff from Otaku Mode because it was cheap. And what sucks is when you order off of like Otaku Mode, Amiami, Jalus, whatever, a couple of months later you go to a convention and you find it there. But you don't buy it because you've already paid for it. And when you think about it, the price you pay at the convention is basically the price you paid ordering it online with shipping. Which reminds me, I have like three articles, I have three of their newsletters book, like, like marked in my outlook so I can go back and pre-order three more figures because they're on sale. But last week, I got a figurine in the mail. And I haven't opened it yet. But as I open it, I will say that I have gotten into the new Yurisei Yatsura, which is really good. Um, I really enjoyed the, anim the, the animation style because it's quite a throwback. I've started watching Akiba Made War, which is basically John Wick meets Goodfellas with the touch of the Yakuza, or the actual name, uh, like Ryuga Gato, like a dragon. That, that's Those shows, that was really good. Um... I'm slowly finishing up my summer anime uh, stuff because I've been following way too many of those. And I'm kind of glad those are kind of dwindling out because there is stuff on the DVR and streaming that's part of my normal television repertoire I need to watch. Oh, Mako, something I forgot to tell you before the start of the show tonight. What's that? On tonight's episode of NCIS, there was a reference to Abby. Aw, Abby. Yeah, uh, Casey had took a purse, like a half day, and they needed to run some tests in, in the lab. So there is a book that says Abby's uh, Abby's guide, you know, scientific guide for dummies. And um, <laughs> what's his name was, was, was going through it, trying to figure how to do the scans and all of that stuff. Aw. Yes. So right here in this box... Is one of the figurines I recently um, purchased. And by recent, I mean probably about a, a year ago. It's far and few I pre-order something and it comes out that month. But I will say I do like how they wrap stuff. I mean, comes in a box and it's wrapped in brown paper and it's bubble wrapped. And you can find the same thing um, when you order figurines off of... Um, off of Amazon too if they're coming out of a Japanese uh, company um, so let's see if I can adjust this stupid 
Ah, well, screw it. Well, one of my favorite animes is Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. This is one of those animes you cannot, um, like, marathon. It's like after three or four episodes, you gotta sit down and think and just let it all absorb before you continue on. And this is a figurine of the main character, Mai Sakurajima, which is the reason why I, I actually bought a bunny girl figurine of hers. It's not the one that I wanted because it was way too expensive, but I got one. I think it's back there. But you know how it's with figurines. They'll put out figurines of the characters and their, no and their, their trademark outfits, and then they'll do variants on those outfits. Look at uh, ReZero and Rem and Ram, believe you me. So this one is a Corful version uh, uh, figurine where she's wearing this crystal blue dress, and she looks very precious as fuck all. Mm-hmm. And I just find it ironic that that she is smiling in this on this figurine with most of them because my Sakurajima is not the type to smile. And I Does she always have a frowny face on or something? It's not even a frowny face. It's just more of a typical type face. Hmm. So, enough about that. We are waylaid. So, we're going to get into tonight's stories. And before we begin, we are going to discuss the Bayonetta clusterfuck. Now, other outlets have already discussed this, but it's mostly been gaming outlets that have discussed this. We are going to discuss this briefly because this does fall into our vein of what we cover, which is voice actors. And it's not often that we do, but when something comes up like this, I feel a must. Now, before we begin, I want you all to know I strongly believe in SAG-AFTRA. I'm a strong believer in voice actors should be paid what they're worth. I am a strong believer in voice actors should get royalties and residuals off the work that they do. Because if a normal actor or actress can do that from a TV show or movie or something like that, voice actors should get that too. It's no different. So... I'm going to give you the meat and potatoes of this. So we're going to go back about two weeks ago where Helena Taylor, the voice of Bayonetta, came out and basically slammed Jennifer Hale and Platinum Games over the voice of Bayonetta. According to, to uh, Helena Taylor, she said that Platinum Games were only going to give her about $4,000 for the entire session. And that she was upset about the fact that she was replaced by Jennifer Hale. And the fact that Platinum Games just turned their back turned their back to her. This in turn called a backlash within the community, and people went after Jennifer Hale and and Hideo Kamiya, the vice president of Platinum Games, and also the head director for Bayonetta. And then more problems came out because people started screaming that Bayonetta, they basically it's not it's it's a, how how dare they cross the union and stuff like that. You know, it got really crazy. Now, one thing I can tell you about voice acting, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, and unless you are a voice actor, you are not privy to it, only because there is something called the NDA, which stands for Non-Disclosure Agreement, which means when you sign this, this contract, you are not allowed to discuss what is going on behind the scenes until the game or the project is officially announced, and even then, you can't divulge everything in regards to it. 
she broke NDA by revealing that maybe that that something may happen to Jean in the game, or she will get her own spinoff or something like that. Basically, what she wanted was six figures and royalties because Bayonetta is a $450 million franchise. Let me just say this. If Bayonetta was a $450 million franchise, oh, believe you me, we would have gotten a Bayonetta 3 a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Along with other things as well. So as time went on, uh, Jason Schreier... Um, Updated an article via Bloomberg where we come to find out that Platinum Games was going to offer Jennifer, ha- no, I'm sorry, Helena Taylor, $4,000 per session. And your average game recording session is about four to five. So she got a lot. long each or just no, five sessions? Sessions. And generally it's like about a thousand an hour. So she was stand to receive about $20,000. And given that she's in the UK and given the value of the pound, she she would have made off quite well. But she balked and wanted six figures and royalties. Me personally, I would have asked for royalties or residuals on top of that. That's it. Meet me in the middle, you know? Even if it has to be like maybe less than $4,000 a session. If I can get some residuals off of that, I'd appreciate it, you know. Because residuals will keep will keep keep things going. So, and that's basically what the truth of the matter is. Jennifer Hale really could not discuss what was going on, but she liked a lot of tweets in regards to this. Stephen Bloom spoke up about this on on Twitter. So did a lot of other voice actors. If you head over to um um uh, let's see which which the uh, the Boombox Podcast by Kyle Abair. Uh, this most recent episode, he goes into details explaining what's going on and how it makes more sense. So here we are. We find out that she lied about everything and that Platinum Games was offering this. This was a union job. When they couldn't come to negotiations, they failed. They went to somebody else. It's a And the thing is, she does not own the voice. It's a different thing where... If you're negotiating for the role and then they go out and try to cast, then you don't cross that line. It's like what they did with um, when they when they put John DiMaggio with Bender and Futurama. When they put up the casting call for Bender, nobody auditioned. So it'd be a different story if talks broke down 100%. And then you find out that Helena Taylor is a turf and a homophobe. What a tangled oh, web we weave great. when we first practice to deceive. Now, you're probably wondering, well, what does this all have to do with what we're discussing here? Let me tell you this. What she did has made it harder for voice actors to fight and negotiate proper wages for them to work on titles and projects. That's what she did. Voice actors work very hard for what they do. They they do our favorite shows. They show up at conventions. And sometimes they have to t- take time off because their voice is shot. You know? You can't do that. She what she what she did was in the wrong. And she doesn't care. She's like, I want to leave voice acting behind and go right into theater. Well, honey, what you did blends right into the theater and well, 
they ain't too fond of what you did either. So overall, the game comes out Friday. My copy is coming in the mail. I cannot wait to jump down and play it because right now I'm going through a replay of one, two, and then I'm going to jump right into three. So that's it. That's the entire uh, Bayonetta clusterfuck. And now I'm going to kick it over to Mako-chan so she can talk about one of her favorite characters, Arsene Lupin. Yeah, I'm kind of really excited for this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I am a fan of Lupin, so uh, it was announced that there's going to be a six-episode Lupin Zero anime. Uh, it's going to be released December 16th of this year. The story is a spin-off and will explore Lupin the Third's origins. And it will also have an early premiere at this year's Anime NYC on November 18th. High Dive is going to be streaming the anime, um, <clears throat> which also uh, streams the original. Mm -hmm. And there is a teaser trailer in there. Um, but the staff has worked on Lupin, so the director, the super, uh, series supervisor... The settings research, the character designer have all worked on Lupin the Third Part 5. Mm. So it is going to, I would assume, be in that type of art style. But at least you know that the people working on it are, you know, part of the series. They know what they're doing. They know the lore and all that crap. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Even as a teenager, it looks like an obnoxious little shit. <laughs> well, it's a good thing uh, Mako has high dive, so. Yeah, I'm excited to watch. Uh, I am hoping that this will show him meeting some other characters as well. Are you playing the music? Hmm? Are you playing the music from it? it I played the uh, trailer. Oh, okay. Music was playing in the background. Gotcha. All right, and I'm going to try to post a picture of our young Lupin. And he looks just like his normal self, but think of think of Lupin, a teenage Lupin with a blue shirt, no tie. It's like someone's high school AU fanfic come to life. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell he's plotting something. Like he lo he looks like he's like stolen the uh, class president's uh, you know school trip fund or something like that. It's interesting. Ari, it's interesting like he just you stole from that. all the student ki from the uh, student council or something like that. I don't know. Ari, it's quite interesting that you mentioned that. Why is that? There is an anime based around the fact that uh, the money for a student field for a class trip was stolen. Really? It, yeah, it's called Tomogachi Game. It's basically five friends. Oh, yeah, it's five friends pl are stuck playing like a game similar to like Squid Game, but nobody dies. And if you make it through, you get the money back, or else you have to pay back triple the amount that was that was stolen. It Ouch. is it's quite a mindfuck anime. It came out uh, winter of this year. It's quite good, but yes, that's crazy. But I may have to definitely check out this six part episode. Okay, now that we got that out the way, um, Ari, what what happened with ADK Holdings? 
Uh, let's see. Well, according to this article, Tokyo police served an arrest warrant to advertising film ADK holding is present. Shinichi Ueno on Wednesday on suspicion of bribing former Tokyo Olympics committee member Haruyuki Takahashi with 47 million yen. That's about $313,000 to select ADK as a marketing agent for the Olympics with police raiding the corporate headquarters of ADK holdings on the same day. Police also raided the headquarters of toy merchandise company Sun Arrow on Wednesday following prosecutors accusing Takahashi of accepting a total of 7 million yen in bribes from Sun Arrow to select their company as the license maker of the game's toys. That's less than, that's just about $50,000. Mm. And a fourth arrest warrant to, to uh, Takahashi was served for allegedly receiving a total of 54 million yen, that's about $360,000, in bribes from ADK and Sun Arrow. Police... <clears throat> Police have previously arrested Takahashi three times on suspicion of accepting bribes related to Olympic sponsorships from three other firms. Aoki Holdings, Katakawa, and Daiko Advertising. Takahashi was also a former senior managing director of Japanese advertising agency and an exclusive rights for the Olympics Japanese sponsors, Densu Inc. So, what... What a stand-up guy, huh? Mm, got caught out there. I mean, granted, bribing and uh, backdoor deals are kind of sort of the norm for uh, international competitions like this. Looking directly at you, FIFA. Mm. Hell, you should have seen some of the sweetheart deals were given to the IOC to get the Olympics in Salt Lake in 98. No, I believe it. I believe it. I don't know why anybody would want the Olympics. Yeah, it's a gigantic money pit, and the uh, IOC does some really shady shit. At least Atlanta was able to be successful with their Olympics. Kind of. Like, mm. they were able to repurpose a bunch of their, like, a bunch of the buildings and whatnot. You know, like, I think the uh, Olympic Village got turned into a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, housing projects. Mm hmm. You look at places like Greece. Oh, I know. Yeah, I've seen pictures. And Sarajevo. Mm-hmm. You know, but Sarajevo is a whole, whole different set of problems itself. Yeah. But yeah, the Olympics are a huge money pit. Yeah. So now we're going to go from one, from a money pit to a transmutation pit of Full Metal Alchemist. Ugh. There, I don't know if you've seen Ari, but there is a picture floating around of Show Tucker with Anya and Bond. And at the top, here, here comes your... Yours coming in from the top rope, ready to gut his ass like a fish. Yes. Echoing the, echoing the sentiment of Spy Family and Full Metal Alchemist fans the world over. Well, there is actual, well, there is actual fan art of, of them being actually being... Um, fused together i do not doubt that for a second and i hope that person Ugh. i don't know i, I do... hope the marinara never sticks to his noodles is what <laughs> is what that is well i will tell you this one person on the show thought the fic thought the fan art was amusing mako right of course fan art of what what i mean i put it on your on your personal on your private facebook it's a picture of, of um Anya and Bond 
fused together like um what? oh yeah that yeah. mhm again she's like nonchalantly oh yeah that <laughs> and this is why we love her Old Joe Tucker had a labby, <laughs> and then this labby. <laughs> I can't finish it because it's so fucking horrible. Ari, you are terrible. T R B L terrible. Oh God, no! Really? I'm a like, I'm a fucking delight compared to some of the other freaks out here on the internet. <laughs> Okay, all right. We're going to get into our next story about Full Metal Alchemist. It's finally getting its first stage play, and it's happening next year. Even though it's been more than a decade since the series ended, Hiroma Arakawa's beloved manga, Full Metal Alchemist, continues to cross new boundaries and dimensions, and sometimes literally. The franchise's first stage play was announced... Um, let's see, when was this announced? Oh, yes, this was announced... Yesterday, revealing the visuals and a packed cast list of the Yohei Ishiki and Ryota Hirano double cast in costume as the one and only Edward Elric. And I'm looking at the pictures. I'm like, well, they kind of look the same. And the same time, they kind of don't. It's kind of cool. Helmed they, by, do pull, they do pull off the look very well. Verily. Helmed by Sachiko Ishimaru as director and scriptwriter, the FMA stage play is currently scheduled to run from March 8th to 12th at Osaka's Shin Kabukiza, followed by Tokyo Nippon Senenkan Hall from March 17th to the 26th. And I think that's really cool. And I hope they hope they hope it has international releases. And if it ends up on Crunchyroll, you'll be glad to know that a certain Italian will not be in a dub of it if it ever happens. Anywho. Uh, that poor actor has to play show Tucker. Mm. The sacrifices we make. The sacrifices I, we make. I know, but I'm just picturing them getting booed off stage. If it comes to that, you know? Well, it won't be, at least it won't be as long or as bad as a nine-hour Final Fantasy X Kabuki play. Was that a thing? Yeah. I don't remember hearing about that, or I must have missed it or something. Yeah, it, it is a thing. All right. Maybe I'll go digging it up, but while, we, while I go do that, Ari, tell us what's going on with the Spy Family and Burger King uh, team-up. Uh, sure. Uh, Spy Family Anime and Burger King are launching a Peanut Butter Royale collaboration menu. The menu contains three types of bacon. Crispy take bacon, sweet and sour berries, and crispy chicken. So, two burgers and a chicken sandwich variant. Each one will feature Anya-inspired peanut butter sauces as on a traditional Burger King beef patty. Those who buy Peanut Butter Royale set, all three burgers, will have a chance to get Spy Family paper apron and stickers, both limited in quality. The collab is happening only in Japan, and the potential visitor can check out apron availability in Burger King stores on a special website, and these stickers will be distributed at random. It launches on October 21st and will last until November 17th. Hmm. And, uh... Huh, it... 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. I was wrong. It wasn't a... Uh... <clears throat> it's a burger patty with a chicken patty on it. I, mm. I I didn't see that until I got a big, a bigger look at the, uh, a look at the bigger image, which I'm fairly certain is a quote unquote menu hack in this country, but I've never tried it. Well, not every place will allow for a for a menu hack, but um, or to have secret menu jargon and whatnot it's kind of interesting i actually had like a discussion slash argument with somebody about like secret menus like i've worked at places like i worked at starbucks where they had a seat they have a secret menu i didn't know about it at the time but you know people were complaining about stuff that are being made on a secret menu because what it is like like there are things like during like the fall and winter starbucks will send out to their stores but they'll. But a lot of times, that those extra stuff is still there year round. So sometimes you can get like special holiday lattes and stuff anytime throughout the year. It's just that your mileage may vary depending on the Starbucks that you go to. And basically, the thing was, if you have it, it it's there. And also, if it's not on the menu and it's no thing, it's a secret menu. You know. So. I will say this: I actually have. Made peanut butter burgers before. Mm-hmm. The only, pr- but uh, it wasn't like this. It was a, uh, it was a recipe I got from Barbecue Pit Boys. Yeah, and it was mixing in peanut butter with the ground beef, and it actually turned out to be a pretty big hit. Not for nothing, I wouldn't. I would not mind like putting a peanut butter spread on a burger because I think that would taste really good. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done it in a while and uh you know i've been meaning to try something like that again mm. at some point but yet yeah, it is kind of a bummer that it's only happening in japan but i don't know how well a uh, spy family would go over in this country to uh average joes you know but there is a spyscape museum not too far from where i work I think they should reach out to Crunchyroll and just do something with Spy Family like a team up. That would be like that would be kind of cool. Because mm-hmm. I believe they did something with Batman and 007 before. Okay, hold on. Oh yeah, I I am fixing it right now. Um, that's odd. What? Okay. For those of you who are listening to this, our communicative Skype windows just went. So I am in the process of trying to fix this real quick. I'm going to assume like the plugin or something went K-wire. Hold on. Let me fix it. There we go. Sorry about that. Oh, I figured out what the problem hey, was. There we are. I went to rearrange the chat. When I went to rearrange the chat window. It kicked me out of the damn uh, voice call or something like that. So it's going into business for itself, man. It just gets weirder and weirder. Yeah. Well, I would love to do everything over on discord, but I'm not doing multiple layers of windows and I'm waiting for NDI. I'm waiting for discord to support the NDI plugins. I know teams does, but I'm don't know if I want to fuck with teams right now. So, Hmm. Anywho, um, move right along to our last story of the night about upcoming uh, Flow concert. 
And if you don't know who Flo is, they did uh, Go, you know, Fighting Dreamers, one of the themes from Naruto back in the day. My God, I just believe, I can't believe I just said back in the day. <laughs> oh, my God. We're getting old. Er. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, Flo also did the music for Yes. And they are uh, ramping up for a virtual reality concert franchise. Mm. <clears throat> um, not only are they doing a uh, that the concert is going to be held in a VR chat and showroom platforms on November 6th and 13th, they'll also be using AI-generated avatars created through the Make Avatar engine. Mm. Uh, in, uh, in addition, protagonist Lelouch will be voiced, voicing the live performance with lines performed by his voice actor. And then to promote the concerts, uh, they opened a free exhibition in the VR chat for the series. Cool. So we're looking at um, regular tickets being about $45. A full bundle tickets with the extra digital figures and avatars are going to cost you about $91. And then those that purchase tickets by tonight mm -hmm. will get a flow t-shirt costume to use in VR chat. Nice. Ticket holders will receive a live entrance avatar costume which will be distributed via the Make Avatar app on October 29th. And then there will be additional costumes available for purchase. So, yeah, anybody that is into Flow or into the series, this is something that you should look into. Hmm. They also did a really cool cover of uh, Chala Hedchala. I think I have that. Yeah, it was also for one of the, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Battle of Gods movie. Okay. I think I, said, I think I have that somewhere, but it's it was really it was a really good cover. All right, now that we got the uh, news out of the way, we're at the part of the show that y'all really want to stick around for. Uh, I meanwhile in Japan. So, let's see what we got here. Um, we're probably not going to do all stories because uh, Wild Spice is here tonight. But um, Can I have the second one? Oh, sure. You can have the second one. What about you, Mako? Um, I think I'm going to do the last one. Okay. Uh, hmm. No, fuck it. I'll take the first one. I didn't want to say anything about it because obviously it's okay. It's not racist if you're not offended. And I sure as hell ain't. <laughs> but you also got to understand Japan has a big affinity for fried chicken. So it's so it's okay. Mostly because they don't know what turkey is. Not that they're missing much, but that's neither here nor there. Honestly, Ari, between you and me, for Thanksgiving, 
Unless that bird is juicy as fuck all. <laughs> I'd rather have fried chicken, ribs, or Ribs. Or a nice brisket. Just saying. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to talk about fried chicken sleeping bags. You heard me right. Fried chicken sleeping bags. So, what is the first thing you think of when you hear uh, the Japanese fat food chain Moss Burgers? Moss Burgers. And if it's burgers, you're definitely on the right track there. Moss? Maybe. But one thing that doesn't come to mind right away is chicken. And that's for and that's a good number of people who think that. That's something that Moss Burger is looking to rectify with a mosh with a Moshikin awareness campaign. And what a better way to get people's attention with a sleeping bag in the shape of a huge piece of Moss chicken, which is what they call their fried chicken. And mosh chicken is a chicken breast deep fried in rice flour for a uniquely crispy texture and seasoned with Japanese-oriented seasonings such as soy sauce that pair well with the rice flavor of the coating. In a way, it kind of reminds me of watching those South Korean street vendor videos when they fr- when they fried half chicken and the full chicken. Oh, my God. Anyhow, it's also cut in such a way that the end of the wing is still connected. As a result, there's a little nub that sticks out with a single piece of chicken wing bone. This allows you to firmly hold the chicken while also not having to worry about the other bones in the meat. And in case of the sleeping bag, the wing bone acts as a head cushion. Interesting. In addition to the chicken bag and bone pillow, this delicious looking breaded bedding also comes with a a moss chicken eye mask so that nothing will interfere with your most succulent of dreams. So how do you get one of these bad boys? What you got to do is create an account with Moss Burgers from their website or downloading the official app. That's the first thing you got to do. Then you need to enter the on the official contest site and make a purchase of $4. That includes Moss Chicken. It can either be a five-pack for 1,400 yen or individual orders for 280 yen each. The 10-pack for 2,800 yen is not eligible, nor is the Variety Pack C, which includes Moss Chicken. But it doesn't make sense why it's not. Once that is all done, you'll be in a running to become one of 500 lucky owners of a Moss Chicken sleeping bag as chosen by lottery. Entry to the contest is open from October 17th to October 15th. Winners will be chosen in late November and are expected to receive their bags sometime after mid-December. That should be just in time to pass the winter months curled up in a nice, warm cutlet. I don't know if it's just a picture or whatnot, but this like this header picture it looks like incredibly bad Photoshop. Like It looks like someone just scaled up a piece of fried chicken or just like zoomed on part of the skin mm-hmm. and just Photoshopped some person's head on the little nub. Doesn't it? it? It does. It does. I'll agree with that. I'm like, if this is what the actual chicken looks like, it is not very appetizing. I don't know. I mean... This looks like lower than Roy Rogers level fried chicken. Well, let, let me say this. Sunday, I, I ordered from a different uh, restaurant called Memphis Soul. It's 
soul food meets Korean uh, style cooking. And, and I got the fried chicken. And I'll tell you this. This fried chicken didn't have like the typical crunch you would get at KFC or Popeye's or maybe local chicken shacks. But it was firm and crisp. It was the type of chicken that I grew up with, the way my great-grandmother used to fry chicken in her black frying pan. This was like the closest to southern fried chicken I have ever had. Mm. And I ain't complaining. But I do know they have ribs, so I may be ordering from there next month. Awesome. Yup. Okay, moving right along. An Osaka hotel is offering a heavy metal-themed festive buffet. As we get closer to December, we'll soon be met with familiar melodies of Christmas music, while most places in Japan likely stick to more traditional Christmas classics like uh, Tatsuri Yamashita's Christmas Eve. Don't be surprised if, if in a certain hotel in Osaka you're met with the dulcet tones of Black Sabbath or Judas Priest. Mm. Sky Buffet 51 is a restaurant found on the 51st floor of the Art Hotel Osaka Bay Tower. I'll be hosting the heavy metal sweet collection Rock in the Kingdom Christmas Buffet course from November 1st. While Christmas, while it's, you know, traditionally associated with colors like red, gold, and green, the heavy metal sweets collection will feature more metal-inspired colors like black, silver, and red in their food. The venue itself will also be decked out in an 80s heavy metal theme, which is, of course, what springs your minds when you think Christmas Buffet. Mm. <laughs> the buffet offers around 80 dishes, including dishes prepared right in front of you and once you seasonal ingredients. So you'll need to come with an empty stomach if you want to make most of the experience. The most unique aspect of the theme buffet are the heavy metal-inspired sweets, all, which are all named after famous bands. We have a huge spiky chocolate tower called Iron Maiden. Not actually what an Iron Maiden is, but okay. There's also the Judas Priest Tower or some Ozzy Osbourne pudding. Mm. And they just had to make a little note that says does not contain bats. <laughs> okay, that's funny. The Black Sabbath donuts were made using black chocolate, which I can assume is just dyed really dark, but... And these Megadeth macaroons get their color by using blackberries and bamboo charcoal cream. Which charcoal, ew. And the buffet pays so much to the legendary Swedish heavy metal artist Ngiwe Malmsteen with this delicious looking cake called the Palace of Ngwie. Mm. I butchered that name horribly. I've never heard of that, that artist, but... Mm-hmm. The Christmas Heavy YouTube Metal it. Buffet offers a lunchtime course and an evening course tossing between 4000 to 65000 4000 to 6500 yen. But any customer who attends a buffet wearing a leather jacket, a sign <clears throat> a sign of a heavy metal spirit will receive a 690 yen discount. Nice. Odd number to use, but another not to the music world as in Japanese the numbers 6 and 9 come together to spell Roku for, you know, rock. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I mean, this does look like it would be awesome. And I do still have a leather jacket somewhere. <clears throat> Maybe I should, you know, cut the sleeves off of it at some point. I don't know. Nah, I wouldn't. I... Also, I'm wondering if the, uh, 
if they'll give you extra of whatever band shirt, like if the dessert can, you know, corresponds with whatever band shirt you uh, have there mm. when you go in, you know? Like, uh, like, hey, you're wearing a Metallica shirt, and like, here's some, like, Metallica cupcakes or something. I don't know. Oh, that would be kind of cool. Very much so. Okay, now we got that story out the way. Uh, Maka will be wrapping up the stories. So, what do we have here? Uh, yeah. So, it looks like if you purchase some Pinot ice cream, you get a dating sim for free. Hmm. What? Yeah. <clears throat> so, um... Jeff Sweetbrand Morinaga has created a virtual dating simulator for smartphones mm. starring an anthropomorphized version of their popular ice cream you know, as the lead love interest. So you are basically romancing a man with an ice cream for a head. The game is called Pinot Koi. I got nothing. Pinot Love. And gives players just three days to melt the cold heart of Pinot. A man with a Pinot for a head. And I'm <laughs> sorry, it keeps sounding like I'm saying that he's got a penis for a head. Um, I don't think, like, that still wouldn't be the most bizarre dating sim we've ever talked about on this show. You think? Well, I mean, I guess when you're talking about like having to romance Colonel Sanders having to romance a guy with an ice cream for a head I, I well, well just... don't forget there's also a dead by daylight dating sim too that's fun as hell though <laughs> a couple of people play that one <laughs> yeah anyway stun as bizarre as the bird people dating sim you mean half the full boyfriend that one <laughs> it's pigeon dating nothing wrong with that you mean you mean the good feathers <laughs> <laughs> anyway so like most dating sims players must navigate conversations and choose answers that will win pino over and take your relationship to somewhere more romantic uh so the voice of Pino is Roihei Kimura, also known for his work in Danganronpa and The World Ends With You. Kimura took to Twitter to share the news of his starring role, tweeting, please melt my character. <laughs> Anyone wishing to melt Pino will need to buy a pack of Pino ice cream and scan the QR code under the lid of the box to start playing. As well as Pinot Love, there are other smartphone games featuring Pinot ice cream, each being inspired by a popular genre of video games. Racing game, Pinot Racing, rhythm action game, Pinot Rhythm, and fighting game, Pinot Legend. Much like real video games, the title of the game will be displayed on the front of the box. So there are also multiple endings to this tale. Um, so you get to go through and there will be a best ending, which ends with you appearing to be sharing a tender kiss with Pino. 
Wait, if you melt Pino's heart slash head, wouldn't that kill him? Yes. There's a joke in here somewhere. I just know it. I just can't find it. And making out with ice cream is going to give you freezer burn or, you know, something. So. It gives. Well, sit there and lick your Pinot. It's okay. <laughs> oh, God. This gives new meaning to be home alone on a Friday night with a with a with a bowl of Hagen Dazs. <sighs> don't give the don't give the confectioners any ideas, please. <sighs> give it after the last time when someone licked a thing of ice cream. Yeah, no. And as Sia Dabiri says, they're missing out on the detective game Pinot Noir. <laughs> Okay, that's actually kind of clever. It is. It kind of is. Oh, man. All right. It is late. It is way late. I think it's time to get the heck up on out of here. What do y'all say? Yes. Yeah. So, if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They'll turn and tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we're going to straight up tell you. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. And while you're out there, check out our website at animejamsession.com. On that site, you'll find our weekly podcast, uh, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay interviews, our convention reviews um, from various conventions in the past, links to our YouTube page of convention video coverage, links to our Facebook fan page of cosplay coverage, anime reviews, editorials, and a lot more at AnimeJamSession.com. Don't forget, episodes of our show are available on any on any app that any podcasting app that is available: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, we're available there. So definitely. Uh, Spin one of those up and check out some of our older episodes. And what's cool is these apps may have the ability to leave reviews. So if you can, hook us up. We greatly appreciate that. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages. YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Now that YouTube, you can actually put posts and stuff like that. So why not? So follow us on our YouTube page, our Facebook page, and our Twitter page. So you know when we're going live, when articles are going up. When videos are going up, and when we have some more cosplay photos, and I'm still working on photos and videos from AAC, it'll just take me some time since we got DerpyCon this weekend. It'll be fun. So, let's see what else do we have here. We also have our tip jar down below. There are link to our stream elements and Ko-Fi page. You can click and throw us money that way. You can also cheer us on with bits in the chat, as you saw earlier. And you can also... Sub subscribe to the channel and give out gift subs and we had a hype train over it so thank you very much and now we're going to go around the room last words Ari I really feel like passing out right now mm. last words Mako-chan I am going to go to bed my last words is I gotta clean up this place 
Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Uh, we'll be talking uh, DerpyCon. It's been five, maybe six years. We'll let you know what we think since last time we were there. And then some. So, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So, yeah. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. See you next week. Jamatane!